I will, I'll go ahead and jump into it, Coach. Um, I've already given you a, an intro, so we've got some stats on you. You'll have to listen to it to make sure I got everything right, but I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, I'll get into some the hard-hitting question, though, to start off with. Uh, when you first started coaching, did you see yourself having a career like you've had so far? No chance. You know, I, I thought I would – I didn't know what I was doing, to be honest with you. Um, I started as a young coach. I got thrown in as a head coach uh, when I was 28 years old and just got done playing professionally and I was teaching some and I was working as an assistant pro and kind of doing a lot of odds and end jobs in the, in the professional golf uh, realm and got into college coaching. I thought I'd do it for a couple of years and, and kind of see what I really wanted to do in life. And I fell in love with it and I just fell in love with, you know, helping young people and developing them and not only golf, but life and here I am getting ready to start my 23rd year as a head coach. So uh, it's been quite a it's been quite a ride. It's been a fun ride. It's been a great journey, and and I look forward to the future as well. Do you see yourself as being a hands-on kind of coach, or do you give your players a general idea of what to practice and then let them do what they need to do from there? I'd say a little bit of both. I like to look at myself as a as a player's coach and, you know, that somebody that's going to be there for him probably more off the golf course than I am on the golf course. And, you know, I'm very much a culture driver and, and I like to, you know, spend a lot of my time talking about life and culture and, you know, whether it be the professional golf or, or public sector or private sector or whatever they're going to do, you know, after college, I like to be involved in that, in that front to try to help them get to whatever their dreams are. But I'd say very much hands on though, really. I mean, ultimately I, I, I like to coach and I like to be involved and, and, um, you know, I just enjoy being around my guys. That's the best part of the job is being around the team for me. Right. You know, it, you know the recruiting stuff can, is always there and it, you know, it's a huge priority with a capital H and a capital P, but, um, the being around my guys and around my team and around my staff and, you know, that, that's the part that's the most enjoyable on a daily basis. From everyone we've talked to, I feel like the atmosphere of the team, the chemistry, and everything that falls in line with that is what, like, we hear the most praise of. And I think, like, the coaching staff certainly has a lot to do with that. So I, I can see why. Um, and I think that's a, a good thing for a lot of teams to look up to and uh, a, a big reason why you get the players that you get. Well, you know, I, I like, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, I've been very blessed, you know, just to, um, and I've learned a lot, you know, I, I, I know a lot more now. I did 22 years ago. I can promise you that. Um, but just how you know, deal with young people and how to develop young people. And, you know, like I said before, like, I like to drive culture. I look at myself as a culture driver and, and, um, just trying to help them in, in life and, you know, try to get them to be elite, in, you know, in the areas that we have a great vision in and, um, I'm very proud of our team unity or team chemistry or, or spirit or culture or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think, you know, we've been very blessed to recruit the right guys and, and the right guys want to come to Auburn. And and um, it's been a spe special time for me and it's been a special group. And I've really enjoyed my last 14 years at, at Auburn and just great people and great community and, and uh, just been very blessed. How big was the change for you to come from UCF? and a lower – I know it's a D1, but it's not the same as the SEC. Was it night and day, or 
golf is golf, and then it's just a different program. Yeah, you know, golf is golf, right? I mean, least number of strokes win. And, um, you know, it was different. I, I loved my time at UCF, though. I mean, some of my best friends, you know, a lot of them still aren't there anymore. I think there's only one or two left. But um, some of the, you know, the people really that helped me in my career are, are from UCF. And, and even looking back on it now, the, the Steve Sloan, which was the ironically the AD at Alabama and the AD at UCF that hired me and gave me a chance as a head coach and never coached before. And, you know, working for Steve Orsini and uh, Keith Tribble and, you know, all those guys helped mold me, you know, as a coach and as a person to what I am today. And, um, and then obviously having the chance to, you know, Jay Jacobs hired me at Auburn and, and worked for him and then Alan Green and then and now John Cohen. So um, I've had a chance to see a lot of different styles and leaderships. And, you know, I think it's really helped me as a coach and as a person and um, somebody as a mentor and that wants to lead young people. And But, you know, Auburn is a little bit different than UCF. Obviously, it's a small, you know, college town compared to a big city. And, you know, but we've been, I'll tell you what, my wife and I could not be more thankful and more grateful to, to have the opportunity to, to not only be at Auburn, but the SEC and, and just being in such a great town, a great community surrounded by great people. And it's a hell of a golf town. I mean, we've got three private clubs that are within five miles of campus and you know, all three of them have a wait list. Um, so it's just a, it's just been a blessing to be there. I mean, just, you know, personally and professionally and to raise our daughters there and, and to be able to coach there, it's just been kind of, you know, icing on top of the cake. When you're, um, looking to plan throughout your season for your players. Um, if, if any of them, like, I know the season's very long. I don't think a lot of people realize that there's like a huge break in between the fall, like the beginning of the season in the fall. And then you have to take a few months off and then get back into the swing of things, um, to finish out the season during the spring. So if your players get in like a, say a slump where there, there's just something that's nagging them or, not they're just not as confident as they should be um do you change your approach if um there's anything that you can help them with or like to get them back on track to play well to finish out their season um you know they have, listen a lot of the guys have great swing teachers that do a really really good job laying out plans for them and you know helping them when they you know just so they can become self-reliable ultimately i think that's uh self-reliant excuse me Ultimately, that's what you're trying to do as a teacher, and um, they all have really, really good plans and, and you know, understand their blueprints. And you know, for me, you know, I'm, I'm always listen. Nobody's going to love them and care about them, inspire them, and support them, and encourage them. You know, in the good times and bad times, because as you mentioned, I mean, golf's a golf's a crazy hard game, right? Like it's got a lot of ebbs and flows, and you know, ups and downs. And you know, but we're going to you know obviously keep encouraging, supportive, and just make sure they stick to their plan. Um, if they stick to their plan, they understand their blueprint, then they're going to be fine in the good times and the bad times. It's got to be, a, you know, great perseverance in this game, you know, because ultimately, like, we get them when they're 18 to 22 years old and their bodies are changing, too. You know, like they're in the gym and they're changing and some guys are getting a little bit taller and some guys are getting stronger and some guys are starting to become a little more flexible and mobile. And, you know, things change all the time in our in our game and. Um, it goes back to the guys that have a plan and, and understand their blueprint are the ones that, in my opinion, are the ones that have the most success in the long term. Yeah, that I, I totally agree with that. Um, do you spend 
like I think you let us in on some information about like this summer you've been doing a lot of recruiting lately and getting to know some some future potential players. Do you spend a lot of that time during the summer and planning for next year's season, like trying to get everything in order, or does it usually fall into place on its own? Um, you know, my, you know, me and my staff, um, we, we do spend a lot of time recruiting. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I got to get out to evaluate guys and, and figure out, um, who might be the right fits, you know, for our program and, and our university. And, and then we, um, you know, we work obviously trying to get the, everything set for the team, you know, coming up, you know, all the ordering has got to be done and, and, uh, but we have a great director of ops and, you know, Joan Alexander does a fabulous job and I got a great staff of, you know, Chris Williams and, and, and Joan's husband happens to be Buddy Alexander, and he's got great wisdom to share. And um, but just trying to get all of our, you know, practice schedules done, and, and uh, making sure that all the guys got what they need, and you know, all the apparel story, all the fun stuff comes in, right? All the apparel and all that good stuff that's coming in, and um, we're just trying to sort through all that and, and be everything be organized and structured and, and ready to go when the guys get back to campus. I like the um, – there was a video that I saw not too long ago by some of our friends at Sticks Golf. They came down, and I think they've been there twice yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this Those time – Those guys are great, by the way. Yeah. Those guys are awesome. Oh, yeah. They're great. They're awesome. I love their – we love their content that they put out. And, honestly, the stuff that they did behind the scenes work, you got to see your guys working out, hitting the range after class, um, basically doing everything behind the scenes that a lot of people don't get to see – and then taking it day by day uh, to get better and better. And I think that's just something that, like, comes with being in that college town and being able to uh, really just get to know someone on a personal level. I had a, a question I was thinking about just now. Do you get to play with your um, with your players a lot, like, outside of just being a coach, or are you always kind of just there for them when they need to coach? Oh gosh, they, you know if I get to, if I play a lot, they want to kick my butt, and I can't play. I can't play as well as I as I used to. You know, I've played a lot this year, though. I, I was, you know, um, played a lot last year for me. You know, I I, I like to play. Um, I've had a couple surgeries in shoulder and back and stuff like that. It kind of limits me a little bit on you know how fast I can recover and things of that nature. But you know, my assistant is. Chris plays, you know, Chris Williams was the number one amateur in the world for a year and a Walker Cup person. He's, he's still young enough to mix it up with the guys and, and, and beat all of them for the most part. So um, he gets out and plays a little bit more than I do. And then, you know, Buddy likes to play with them some too, you know. Um, but, you know, me and Buddy play up there on the, on the forward tees a little bit more so um, we can get an advantage on them. Um, but, it, no, I do like to play with them some, but um, I don't, I like to, I like to coach much more than I like to play this this stage of my career. <laughs> Do you have a favorite club in the bag for <laughs> when putter. you are playing? My, my putter. I can out-putt these guys. I'm telling you, my guys, I, I beat them every time. And I like to tell them about it, too. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what type of putter are you rolling? A Scotty? Uh, you know, I use a Scotty. Uh, and if I got a fly commercial whatever, I, I kind of put that one away and, then, <laughs> and put a different one. Put a different one in the bag. I don't want that thing to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Or be missing the head when you land. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, it's you know, sad. but I, I, you know, I, I can, uh, 
that's one thing I've always been able to do is putt. Um, my short game was always pretty sharp back in my playing days at Wake Forest and then, you know, professionally and never was a great ball striker. And that's what kind of limited me in, in uh, getting to where my dreams wanted to be on the tour. But, um, but I just, you know, like looking back and what I did and how I went about, went about things and what I did wrong and um, how I should have practiced different or scheduled different. And I think that's something I try to, you know, get back to my guys as well. Um, you mentioned earlier your, or just now your assistant coach, Chris, um, he, yeah. he was yeah. a Walker cup guy. Um, how, how did y'all connect? You know, um, my, uh, assistant Corey Maggard, uh, ended up uh, taking a job with Titleist and, and, um, and I was looking for a new assistant and, um, I knew who he was cause you know, Blaine Barber that played for me, um, still lives in Auburn. He was on the same Walker cup team as Chris was. Um, in 2011, they, they played at uh, Royal Aberdeen in, in Scotland. And but I knew who Chris was. I knew he played at Washington. I knew he was a phenomenal player. And he was coaching, and he was at Marquette. And so I called Steve Bailey, which is a friend of mine, who's the head coach there, and asked for permission to speak to Chris. And um, I was just really impressed with him. You know, the first five minutes, I was like, this is my guy. Um you know, and then luckily enough, he, he said yes and, and, and came to Auburn. And him and his wife are great, and uh, they love Auburn. And he's just been great, you know, for me. He's been great for me personally and professionally. And he's a great compliment um, to me. And, and he is one hell of a player, by the way. Um, just He just knows the game. Um, he's good with people. He's good in development. Um, he's a good recruiter. He's just um, – he's an all-around great coach. He's got a great future um, in the coaching business. I saw his name pop up um, during the U.S. Open at LACC. Uh, there was some mention. No, he's caddying, wasn't he? He was caddying, <laughs> and um, he he played there back in his days at Was- – I think it was at Washington when he uh, – I know that was the same tournament that Max Homa shot the 60 at the LACC. Oh, yeah, the Pac-12. That's right. Pac-12 tournament. Yeah, I think Chris. I think Chris finished second or third, and he's still he's still better at Max for that. Yeah, Max beating him. Yeah, yeah, that, I would be too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris. You know, Chris has played in a couple opens, and I think he played at Marion, played at Congressional, and um, played in a dozen tour events. And um, but no, he's 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 phenomenal. He's funny because you know my old uh, my old college teammate at Wake um, was Chris's agent. Okay. So, small world this yeah. game is. So they're both, you know, obviously he's a good friend of both of ours, and um, just funny how how small and connected the golf world is. I've got a how, few questions. Oh, go ahead, Zach. I, I got one. How great has the uh, facility been for you and like your recruiting efforts and the team? Because it was essentially finished. I know it was started in '08, right before you yep. came, and it was finished in the first year or two. And I think they may be redoing it. Y'all redoing yeah, it? Yeah, well, all, all those are yeses. Um, you know, so we built – so I got the job in July of 2009, and then um, the outdoor portion of the facility was never really finished or ever really, you know, done. Um, so we basically – 2010, we were lucky enough to have the some private funds to go out and, and build our facility, and um, it turned out great. And then – 2014, we're able to redo it and expand it and make it a little bit bigger. And then 2015, we redid the hitting bays and redid the indoor, redid the locker rooms. And 2000, 
18 or 19. I lose track of time a little bit here. Um, and then we're redoing the outdoor portion uh, right now as we speak. Um, I, need to, I need to get home and take some pictures. Um, but there um, hopefully will be some sprigs in the ground here real real shortly and some sod. But, uh, you know, we're excited. We're, we're excited about where it is right now. Um, it is a great benefit to answer your question about recruiting and, and player development, which I think is huge. Um, the guys are able to get out there and hit all different shots and different yardages. And it's just a massive, it's a massive 30 acre facility. And um, comes with that is, is a lot to take care of. But we we got a great superintendent. He's phenomenal. Um, he used to be the head guy at TPC Colorado, and now he's the head guy of our 30 acres. And um, he's just been just an absolute blessing to be there. And um, but it's it's, it's going to be really really cool after this redo. Um, we're going to have two greens that are just awesome and, and uh, some different bunkering and, and and things of that nature. So we're going to have tons and tons of variety and tons of different grasses and um, to pitch off of and chip off of and. You know, they're not going to be able to go anywhere in the U.S. and not and see anything that's going to be a whole lot different than what they see on our facility, which is pretty cool. That's amazing. I I was able to visit um, earlier this year, right before the um, the regional. To uh, I got to hit on the range, not the player range, but I, I was amazed at just looking <laughs> over at the all the different yeah. uh, chipping areas and what all they have to work with. I can I can imagine that that a facility like that produces players of higher caliber just by seeing what's out there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great facility. Did you get out the golf course? We did the golf course last year. I did. I got um, to play. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we spent a couple million dollars out there and, um, it's a, it's a heck of a test and it? it's hard. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moore's mill ate my lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Moore's Mill, uh, you, Moore's Mill, if you don't drive right. it well, you, you reach in your bag. <laughs> exactly. Pull out another one. Yep. I had to do that a couple times. <laughs> that's a, but that's a great that's a great club, too. I mean, what a great club in town, a great social club, great golf course. And I know the greens are really good out there right now. And some of the guys that are, you know, in town for summer school are out there playing some. That's pretty cool. As you, the time that you've lived in Auburn, I have a – few questions about that uh just to end here what's uh yeah. what's been your favorite place to eat in auburn or maybe i should rephrase it and ask where is your favorite place to take your wife to eat <laughs> oh my goodness uh, my gotta be nifford. Makes me, so. nifford's uh you know um sounds like you like burgers <laughs> we love we live in lagrange and we'll come all the way to auburn just for nifford's just for Niffer. You like the corn nuggets, don't you? Love them. Yeah, yeah. That's corn Love the corn nuggets. You know what the problem with the corn nugget is? If you eat one, you're going to eat 30. And my wife doesn't eat so, them, so I eat the whole basket. <laughs> no wonder you come. No wonder you go to Nippers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not biased to one place, but I do like Hamilton's. Um, you know, Friday night on football weekends at Hamilton's, they start playing the fight song on on the hour every hour that's pretty cool yeah that's pretty cool um it what a great atmosphere but i mean there's so many good spots now i mean you know we got amsterdam you got acre you got zazoo and up like uh, i mean you got man you name it there's all kinds of the depot right there um i'm a pretty low maintenance guy i mean i can go to five guys or mellow mushroom and, and hang out johnny b's get a pizza um my problem is i like food 
It doesn't matter really what kind it is. It's oh, you'll stay down with us. Yeah. <laughs> Moe's Barbecue, that's a great spot, too. Um, I love all the college dives, you know, the big blue bagel. I mean, I love all the college dives. That, that's what makes Auburn so cool, isn't it? Like, lots of places to hang out and, and eat and, and see some friends. And um, just a very, I think it's a very vibrant town. It's grown, it's grown the right way. And um, just surrounded by great people. It's a, it's a great place to be. Better than that place up to the northwest, about two and a half hours starts with a T. <laughs> oh. Oh, is that? Yeah, He's throwing oh, shots yeah. at you, Zach. That's a, that's yeah, a, I, I graduated from Alabama, but I don't like Tuscaloosa. We we love Birmingham more than Tuscaloosa. Hey, Auburn's arguably the best city in the state, right? It's got to be top three. <laughs> top three. <laughs> top, top three. <laughs> oh, man. It's where we would send our kids to school, that's for sure. Yeah, and I'm hoping my daughter goes there. It is a great, it's a great family atmosphere, no doubt. There was a nice segment on the Auburn men's golf Instagram this year that I watched a lot of um, paddle talk. Uh, I want to yeah. know which of Ash. your players would you choose to play as your teammate in a doubles match? Gosh. Well, first of all, Ryan Eshelman was phenomenal on paddle talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he is great. Who would I pick to be my team? First of all, they might not pick me, but I would pick probably uh, – I mean, i got to go with Evan Bo. Okay. I mean, his dad, his dad was like on the junior Olympic team of table tennis. Oh, so gosh. Like, <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking at least I had to carry over a little bit. Yeah, but um, we got a lot of good guys that can flat out play some ping pong. Brendan Valdez is good, and Carson Baca is good, and Max Johnson's good, and we got some guys that can flat out play. Oh yeah, we could tell. I <laughs> I enjoyed watching them. I I don't know if I have enough hand eye coordination to do that and talk <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> they start they start putting this wicked spin on it. I'm I'm like, okay, we're gonna play with no spin. Is that fair? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all oh, this squeaking spin when I hit it, it goes nosediving in the net. That's not fair. That's not fair to me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, put a pool table here and, we'll, and then I'll whip you. <laughs> so that's going to be the next piece of the puzzle. We, you know, forget about the golf facility. We're going to put a pool table in there by the ping pong. There table. we go. There we go. Well, Coach, that's uh, that's all we got for you. Uh, thank you for joining us and, and giving us a little chat and what it's like to uh, be a head coach of a – uh, SEC college team. Well, I appreciate you guys. War Eagle, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. War Eagle, Thank appreciate you. it. Come on, See say you. it, Zach. Say it, Zach. I can't. I can't. My diploma doesn't <laughs> let me. It's in the diploma. <laughs> One time. Say War Damn Eagle. I, I'll give you a roll, Todd. 